This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show designed to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and every profession with informative guests, experts, celebrities, and people who are champions for women. I'm Shelly and... I'm Kathy. Every topic can be discussed on our rig. We want women to be the best they can be, and we like to interview experts who offer guidance to women on topics that empower them. Mindful living is something that everyone needs to do. From what I understand, it means identifying our values and making choices that honor those values. Living mindfully means learning how what you do impacts both you, your family, friends, society, and the world, and making responsible choices on how you behave. It does seem sometimes, though, that a lot of people today live mindlessly rather than mindfully. Latanya Davison is an expert on living mindfully. She's a social worker, a Navy veteran, comedian, and administrator with the media platform Urban Intellectuals. She's also the host of Mental Speak Radio on the Fishbowl Radio Network. She talks about human healing and evolution. Latanya refers to herself as a cultural therapist and explores human experiences to make change using music and comedy as a catalyst. We wanted to learn more about what she's doing, so we asked Latanya to be on the show with us. Welcome, Latanya. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Shelly and Kathy. I am absolutely excited to be here with you today. And vice versa. I thought what we could do is begin with you telling us more about yourself and how all of this began. Well, I am just a simple gal from Oakland, California. <laughs> I uh, I left home at the tender young age of 18, joined the U.S. Navy as an aircraft electrician. And I, one would think that you're, you know, you intend to retire from the Navy, but I was ready to get out and work with people. And so I did a 14 year stint with the Navy and I left and became a mental health social worker. Comedy and music, uh, being a DJ and now radio show host, I think I've always been a part of uh, my being, uh, my public persona, so to speak. And so they've all just come together in this beautiful mix of what I call my career now and my life's mission, as you stated, to just really help the world find healing. So that's where I am today. Yeah. We so need some healing today. Oh my goodness. It seems like the world has gotten crazy, hasn't it? I, you know, <laughs> it's it's this thing where we look at the world and we're like, the world is absolutely nuts. And then when we actually think about our own minds, it's it's collectively our own inner world, isn't it? It's it's us all trying to figure it out together and looking at it. So yeah, the world is crazy, and so are we. that's a way to put it (laughs) yeah I I think it was super interesting what you said about how you know we like when you're 18 you you went into um 
the Navy thinking that's going to be a lifelong career. A lot of people have that illusion. <laughs> like I, when I, I became a nurse and was one for 13 years thinking I'm going to be a nurse for the rest of my life. Well, it's funny how life doesn't always go the way we plan. <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah and all of a sudden you find yourself um in a completely different line of work like myself uh you know i ended up homeless and drunk and um now i'm operating the largest mining equipment in the world had you told me that 10 years ago i'd have laughed you off the sidewalk i'm like yeah right <laughs> as if <laughs> and so i think it's super cool that the line of work that you picked it'll, it all it kind of reflects a little bit of um maybe what you've been through in in the navy and how it lines up with who you really are. That's fabulous. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's my whole goal. I, you know, the, the main frame of what I do as a therapist, as a social worker is I'm looking underneath our masks. Uh, Mm -hmm. We all mask, right. For society and doing what people expect is the right, the quote, right thing to do or the good thing to do. But I think a lot of our depression and our anxiety is because we're not doing what is true and authentic to us. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. There've been songs written about that. Billy Joel had one called the stranger and how people basically they're afraid to look at themselves, the stranger inside of them. Yeah. People aren't true to themselves, are they? At all. And that's pretty much why I have a job. I I will never not have work um, for the simple fact of, and and thank you for pointing that out, Shelly, because I'm actually what's called a Jungian therapist. So Carl Jung, um, an Austrian, or I'm sorry, Swiss uh, psychotherapist, uh, I highly recommend if people have never even looked at Jung, he basically is the foundation of a lot of Western uh, psychoanalysis and therapy and that his entire body of work was us looking at our shadow self so the part of ourself that's like the dark side of the moon you've you don't you've never really seen it you you don't know it you know it exists but my job is to hold people's hand and say come on we're gonna go look at the stranger so that's that's actually a perfect analogy do you think it's because people are afraid to look at themselves or is it just something that they just kind of go through life and mindlessly, if you will, and don't really know themselves? Well, think about our, think about our mothers and our grandmothers, right? I'm sure, you know, throughout the last few generations, Uh what did they tell us when we stepped out of the house? It was when we step out of this house, you better not say, xyz you know fix your face before we get in this store before we get in this church before we right get yourself together that was yeah act like a lady don't wash your dirty linens in public (laughs) come on come on all right yeah you know and that's it and so that they they didn't know it was inadvertent they didn't know any better, but that was the beginning, right? That or what happens at home stays, stays at home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. So all of that we do in our mind, right? We create. Mm-hmm. Okay, this inner world needs to be contained, and then when I get out in front of the world, I need to do, say, be, act, think, like, 
other people would expect. And if that's not true to to your values, your inner values or your core beliefs, then there's going to be a discrepancy there. Right. And that's where the anxiety comes from. And Kathy, you mentioned, you know, people drinking or, you know, using substances to manage that. That's usually where that comes from. Right. Because you're living true to yourself, then you booze it up and you you're able to escape um, that tension Mm-hmm. You know, I have spent my entire life up until the age of 40 um, hiding behind that image. Right. And it uh, didn't matter. Like, I mean, it, it was a matter of survival in my case, but it took until I was actually removed from society. And I was in that women. I was in a women's uh, recovery home where I, I lived there for off and on for a total of two years three different times to uncover all these layers. But it took me that time to figure out who Kathy really was, because even at the age of 40, even though I was a nurse for 13 years, I had no idea. I had been so sidetracked by the world's illusions that I I couldn't figure out who I was. I was so busy trying to people please and, you know, that, that, that surface and not really knowing. And it took many I guess almost many years, many months of deep, deep reflection of, of unraveling, figuring out, go beneathing all those layers, because there's a lot of layers that I had stashed <laughs> and it took a long time to figure out who Kathy was. But now that I have, I can't even begin to tell you the freedom that I, that I have. And what now the way I live is that, I mean, I wear my mistakes on my sleeve. (laughs) I am wide open out there. I have no problem talking about, you know, making comments on the mistakes that I make so that um, I can showcase to other people that it's okay to make mistakes. It's part of life and laugh at yourself and use those mistakes as, as, you know, as a stepping stone, like, Oh crap. Did you see what I just did? (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) And what, what that has done for me, it's enabled me to be completely free. So I'm, I'm, I'm public figure as well. And when I am, I have, I think for me, it's better that I showcase my, um, my mistakes and who, those things rather than hide them and keep what, what, you know, keeping the two separate, that public face and what goes on at home. I would rather combine the two and it, it helps me actually in, in who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than hide. Right. You know what I mean? And I that's keep, so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to throw out, like, I keep thinking about like, look at the queen, Right. Look at think of uh, Queen Elizabeth, for instance, like mm-hmm. this family cannot show themselves. Right. Everything is mm-hmm. stiff upper lip for yeah. the crown. Keep that public face going like I would totally fail that family. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Dear God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and today with social media, eh, they're just in a fishbowl, <laughs> you know. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're too contained. And do you think that that contributes to people living mindlessly rather than mindfully? I do. I think that, and, um, you know, I, and I just want to say, especially, you know, for your listeners, I have been big on doing the work myself. So I don't just talk, you know, I actually have been applying shadow work to my day to day so that I make sure that I'm doing exactly what I'm telling other people to do. So specifically to mindfulness, I actually learned 
meditation in the last few, mm, probably three months or so, really getting good at it. Mm -hmm. And when I say that it has brought me to the present, it makes me be able to look back and realize what a fog and, and haze that a lot of us are just living in. Mm -hmm. Wake up, go to work, you know, come home, cook dinner, pick up the kids, do it again tomorrow. Weekend flies by in two hours. Uh, yes. So I highly recommend to people find some way to learn mindfulness, specifically meditation, if you can. And, and that means just doing things consciously. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean sitting on a mountain somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it literally means even if it's for five minutes a day, bringing yourself into the present so that you can start to detach from what you consider to be the future and the past. All we have is right now. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So is it a matter of making conscious decisions rather than robotic ones? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Coming off of autopilot, right? Yeah. Um, but again, when you're told that you have to have a certain persona and you mentioned it, Shelly, th that social media facilitates building of a personality, a, mm -hmm. a persona, right? And I tell people it's literally the ability to create an avatar, uh, yep, there you a, go. a simulation, right? A, sim mm -hmm. a projection of what you think is the right thing to do. And then we're all looking at each other like, okay, okay, take, take a picture of my meal at this angle and put this light on it and then put my eyebrows like this and, my, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> sing the song like this so much. You're, you're so right. It's, it's programming at this point. Absolutely. So has that made it worse for people? You think? Indeed. Mm -hmm. Um, be, but it has made it worse. I am optimistic because I'm starting to see the unraveling of it. So people are now almost turned off by what they're witnessing. We're actually, we needed to see the worst of ourselves, right? We needed to mm -hmm. see this collective narcissism that's going on. Oh, it is um, huge. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, you have to see your monster. That's the other side of the moon. That's the dark side of the moon. So we're actually all doing shadow work. You gotta, you know, you gotta see the worst of yourself and or we have to see the worst of ourselves before we could change it. And social media is both, you know, destruction and salvation. So it actually, it's, it's going to work out. I believe it. I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. That, 
that would be wonderful. And certainly shows like yours get people to think well, yes. with Mental Speak Radio. What kind of topics do you explore? And, and how do you use music and comedy as a catalyst? Yeah, so I, I, I have this really uncanny approach to, I guess you could almost call it like obscure <laughs> view of the world where it's, and I guess it's a gift and a curse, which, which comedy allows. Comedy allows us to take a tragedy, and, right? And be able to look at the duality. Something is horrible and tragic, but you could immediately make a joke of something. Someone might consider it inappropriate, but the next person is going to laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what a comedian does is we're finding the line between what's appropriate to process our tragedies. So mental speak is really my own, my own ability to find that line in society where we're looking at the dark side, we're finding the absurdities and comedy allows comedy and music kind of ease the pain mm-hmm. of what we have to see. And so one thing I always understood is uh, my father, he raised me you know, born and bred in the Bay area. And I grew up listening to everything, all genres. So I knew that if I used all genres of music, plus the comedy, I could reach a universal crowd. I could reach a universal group of people who would be able to understand where I was coming from. And, you know, no one felt excluded from the information. Um, and you, you couple that with a topic that nobody wants to talk about psychology, right? If <laughs> you call it psychology. So um, it, it allows me to cover topics that are heavy, uh, whether it's sexual assault or family domestic violence or, mm-hmm. you know, um, the times where we were having police and community issues. We can talk about those things, but we can kind of take the edge off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of takes the edge off so people are actually listening rather than closing their ears, maybe. Yeah. 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 Let's let's ease it. Let your medicine mm-hmm. go down a little bit easier, you know. Mm-hmm. So what kind of topics do you talk about typically on your show? So it has evolved, Shelly, uh, initially very controversial topics. Um, the I believe my first show was so long ago, but I believe I'm, in 2017 was the first show. But I believe the the first topic was... I had police officers on, and at the time there was, you know, kind of the the distress of uh, the sh- different shootings that were happening. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say that was before George Floyd. But mm-hmm. so a, a topic where we were able to bring in police officers and actually question them. You know, how how did you come to make your decisions in the street? You know, mm-hmm. to give people that insight. Um, special needs. Uh, of children in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I've interviewed comedians, musicians, and, you know, week to week topics ranging anywhere from political, but mainly anything social psychology, anything to help people look at a topic that's going on in the world and being able to get a different perspective of it so that they understand, okay, I see it, I can't change it, but how can I apply this in my world? So, you know what? Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think showing a different perspective too sometimes helps people say, you know, that makes sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it doesn't make any sense for us to watch, you know, people watch the news every day and they don't analyze, they don't have the capacity to break it down. Whereas I'm encouraging people to think beyond, as you said, the autopilot, the robotic response. Wow. Look at that. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe that they did this. Well, you're looking at again, a world that we all collectively built together. Mm -hmm. And what can you do in your world to change that today? You know? Yeah, because everybody making a little change here, a little change there, change happens. Exactly. It's hard, though. It's so hard. You know, people tend to think that it, it'll happen overnight. And, um, well, myself included, typical alcoholic, you know, you, you want results yesterday. <laughs> and when it doesn't happen, then they're like, oh, well, see, I told you it wouldn't work out. Yeah. But in reality, you got to pick at it like uh, a little bit every day. Um yeah. Like my, my practicing my handstands or my flexibility and all, all, all that. It doesn't happen just now. You got you to gotta work at it. Absolutely. But it's the effort required that sometimes people uh, procrastinate or lazy or they, they want things. The world is so fast and they, they almost put an expectation on themselves that, oh, I should have been d- done this by now. Or, you know, when in reality, no, like... Um, change takes time. Mm. And especially when you're working on yourself. And yeah. the, the biggest thing that I tell people is that you got to be kind to your mind that you're, you're going to have those bad days, you're going to have, and it's okay to have those bad days. It's okay to not be okay. Right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And to recognize that and take a day off and just don't do anything and then restart. But th- that's the whole key restart. <laughs> don't just you know, give up. You got to pick yourself back up and maybe try a different approach or, or view your life from a different perspective. That always helps. I'm going to steal that. Be kind to your mind. I really like that. It, it, it's a great slogan that Kathy's come up with. I love it. It's a mantra. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's affirmation. Yeah. Yes. Right? It's, it's it just, it, I, I, I've always had to be able to like, I'm the one, I'm the number one hero in my own life. Um, for the longest time, for the first 40 years, I kept looking for someone to save me. And until I realized that, you know what, nobody's coming. <laughs> you have to save yourself. It's not up to other people to save you. You're in this mess. You got this, you figure it out. Yeah. And in my case, like I said earlier, I had to step away from life and unravel the layers at a, at a very slow pace and realize uh how freaking awesome i am that's right yeah <laughs> right? and i'm not saying that in an egotistical way but just i had to unravel all the lies that had been programmed into my brain mm-hmm. since i was a small child how awful i was and how you know no good for nothing and how i was a waste of skin and you know that i polluted the air like who says that god yeah. and yeah. It, it's very traumatizing right and so Learning to recognize all these qualities that you have is key in 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 that change in that in that growth process. And most people tend to to focus on the negative side of themselves and not look at the good side, right? And and I don't know if that's yeah. just human nature or what. Well, it's conditioning, but- isn't it? We hear these messages from people who are not being mindful. They're being mindless. They're being cruel for whatever reason, 
and we take it to heart, especially when we're children. Yeah. 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 And you think, you think, you know, I always in my work, um, I simplify for us that we are a brain and a nervous system. The brain is an organic computer. The nervous system is the electrical highway that carries that information, right? It's, it's literally as a, as a motherboard and a hard drive um, in a computer. And that computer is programmed by the environment around it. And so I remind people at basic, that's what we are, you know, we're consciousness behind that, but we have to remember that our programmers also known as parents and family did not have the diagnostics, right? They didn't have the proper um, information to be able to program appropriately. Uh, And in many ways, a lot of people were traumatized. And so we're undoing the trauma, as Kathy's pointing out, we're undoing the trauma, but it's easier to point out someone else's behavior because that does not, it doesn't mess with my motherboard. Does that make sense? Like I, I like so much easier. Yeah. It's easier for me to go point out what the other robot is doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not looking at the fact that I'm completely, you know, disoriented, disorganized. And I I need to go back and get my factory settings changed. Yeah. Go (laughs) go back for a reboot. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's hard for people to look at themselves. I think that that's part of our ego, which we have to have an ego to survive. Yes. But people have a real hard time saying, oh, man, yeah, I really kind of screwed up there. I've got to change this. Rather than pointing fingers, human beings are good at that. Yeah. It's triggering to the, you know, again, it's the ego defense, um, that mask, um, you know, which, which narcissism is simply the ego defense that does not allow one to go within and do that introspection for change. Um, which is why another thing that I, that I, I really say to people is like the moment we accept what we are, that's when the work really begins because we deflect, deflect, deflect. But the moment we stop and say, okay, this is what I become through no fault of my own you know, through no fault of my own. However, I'm responsible to no longer maintain it. I'm Mm -hmm. responsible to see it and to change directions when I am in the place to do it. You know, when I'm, when I start to get the tools, when I energetically can focus on that, because I recognize that everybody doesn't have the capacity for change, you know, and as Kathy said, in a moment, (laughs) you know, maybe you got to wait a couple months before you could do therapy, or even if you're just making a couple of changes as best you can, and you're more conscious and aware of what you do and say, that's something. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are starting to see it. Now, this would be considered mindful living. Am I correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mindfulness, just not letting our mind, understanding that the mind, I heard it said yesterday, the mind is the you know, it's just the tool for observation while we're here. And we don't have to believe what's programmed in the mind. But until we become aware of what the mind can do and what it's been programmed to do, 
yeah, you're not being mindful. You're not being mindful. So our, I think our work now is saying to people, this is your mind slash ego. This is how it gets programmed. This is what it does. And this is how it can trip you up. And in order to become, you know, in order, in order to change course, you have to become aware and slash mindful of, of what your mind has become. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. How do people achieve mindfulness? Obviously, it, it's a complicated process, or it sounds like it. You have to really break old habits because I think as as we evolve, and when we especially go into a young adulthood, and a lot of people become parents, they're doing a lot of the stuff they saw their parents do mm-hmm. when, when they're trying to discipline and, and raise the children and it may not be healthy. They aren't consciously thinking about what they're doing because they don't have the experience. I mean, children don't come with instructions. <laughs> so you're going to rely on a lot of those old recordings, right? Yeah, exactly. And children really are the, they are the representation of what, we were before <laughs> the programming um all the things that we you know we we tell them to not do the the freedom that they have when we see them you know as toddlers and, and there's they have such a wonder and joy for the world that's that that's what we look at and we say okay i have to organize that behavior and and that's Actually, what I end up doing as a therapist is helping them get back to that place. One of the ways that people can start to get more mindful is if you don't journal, um, I, I recommend just even writing down behaviors, thoughts, patterns, negative core beliefs that you have day to day. You can just jot them down. And what that'll do is just make you aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If someone tells you that you do something that they don't like, it doesn't mean automatically believe it, but what it means is take it into account, write it down, and that will get you more self-aware. Self-awareness is really where we're headed. Um okay. because a lot of our behavior patterns, you may, you know, once you're over 30 years old, they're pretty pretty solidified. Yep. For a lot of folks, but self-awareness is everything. Self-awareness and communication is going to be everything. So that actually increases the mindfulness that increases, right? What is my mind been programmed to do? Oh, okay. I noticed that every night around seven o'clock I get irritable and I want to have a nightcap or, you know, 
be able to see the behaviors and then you can start to modify the behaviors. So instead of I get that nightcap, I make myself, um, you know, a cup of hot chocolate or something. So people actually taking accountability and taking control of their behaviors. It's very empowering. It's very empowering to do it. It feels sometimes like, why do I have to change? Why do I have to, you know, it's going to be the best thing you ever did. I, I really agree because that's exactly what I had to do, right? I had to unravel the gift. <laughs> it's one yeah. way of putting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I am the gift. Oh, you know, yeah. I had to change the story I was telling myself is the bottom line. And you mm. saw your potential. Yeah. There are people out there, and I've heard them, they say, well, ah, you know, this is just the way it is. Um, and they, they get stuck in this negative rant, if you will. And they almost start feeding off the negativity. Mm-hmm. It gets them stuck in what they're doing. And they can't see the sunrise. They can go on a vacation. And then they call you up and, and they tell you all the bad stuff that happened. It's like, um, did you have a good time? You know, <laughs> um, it's it's almost like they don't see how beautiful life is. I mean, they, they become so narrow in this and then they get into a lot of bad habits they gripe about, but they can't change it and make excuses. Excuses are the, <laughs> I mean, it's it becomes a coping skill, you know, some people, that's actually how they cope. Yeah. And again, there's there's something to be said about that programming. A lot of times what I'll find in therapy is a person who has that kind of pessimism, you know, black or white type of thinking. Yeah. They can absolutely trace it back to their parents or, you know, caregivers in their life. And they'll be able to say, oh, you know, my mom, that was my mom. You know, my, my mom, my mother did that, that that's how she responded to everything in life. And so it's important to go back and even size your, your family up, you know, not to judge, but just to go and see pinpoint the, the point of origin for those types of, of thoughts. Because a lot of times, again, when you were four years old, you never even thought about it, right? Fast forward few decades later and that's your point of thinking so you have to remind yourself you didn't come into the world thinking like that so clearly those thoughts are not your own yeah and it's amazing how bad programming will totally screw people up uh that's what i say uh factory setting (laughs) reset yeah reset Mm mm-hmm I wanted to say, you know, that that mindfulness that you were you were talking about, um, I think it's really important. And meditation is is a big founding factor of that. When I was in that um, that women's place uh, called Wellsprings, I like uh, I needed that time, like I said earlier, but I've always wanted to go to Tibet. This is my example. And I've always thought that being in a monastery, that that would make me more spiritual, right? That if I'm surrounded by the whole idea of being in a monastery, that, I, that, that I'm away from everything and that I could just sit there in, in, a, in a toga and just meditate all day and whatever, right? And I thought that was my idea before going into Wellspring. And once I was in Wellspring, I had my own little room and I realized wait a minute, Kathy, you are the monastery. 
Mm -hmm. wherever you go is what you were going to bring. What are you going to do? You don't have to go to Tibet, you know, bring Tibet to you. So what I did is I used my little room, my space as my own Tibet. I used it to tap into that inner divine source of who I am that makes me um, shine. And it doesn't matter where you are because you are the light, right? You are, you can be that lighthouse or you can be the storm. What do you, what do you want to do? And so it's using, it's, it's changing that, that, that train of thought again and learning to flip that switch in your brain that it's not what society's telling you because they're throwing full of illusions, but it's learning to find that your own inner power, right? Learning to change that story. Um, or here, here, here's better said what you see, See, basically depends on what you're looking for, and and what are you looking for? That that's the question you have to ask yourself. And so, I think for myself, the bottom line was to look to to what I was looking for was me, <laughs> and I was looking for it in all the wrong places. And it wasn't until I had that time alone where I decided to shift my focus and bring my Tibet to me. Um, that's when I started to really blossom. And yes, there's some ugly parts to Kathy that I didn't like, but you know what? They don't have to stay there. I can fix it. I can change it. I don't have to be, you know, that that ugly drunk. I don't have to to be, you know, that, that person saying awful things. No, I, I, I can alter that. I, so I, that's what I did. I slowly started to alter my own reality. And I, I had to learn that I had to train my mind to be stronger than my emotions because if I didn't, I was going to lose every time. It's what I love about the wizard of Oz story is that Dorothy has no idea what she's made of. And, you know, the, the tin man, the, the lion, uh, the scarecrow are all the aspects of her that she needs for her journey to get back to self home is self. And that's all I do as a therapist is I tell people that you started this fool's journey. You know, you're, this is the hero's journey and you, you came into the world with it, but somehow along the way you got separated from the concept of what you were. You came into this world, pure consciousness pure divine consciousness, as as you said, Kathy, and Mm -hmm. this ego mind had to be created for survival, but now you don't need it. You don't need it in the day-to-day of of being. Um, You may need it to do certain things, right? Those titles that we have, but the only way to get back to that divine consciousness is to observe the mind. And you can only do that when you learn how to meditate because outside of that, it's just go, go, go. You're, you're, you know, you're still that robot. And a lot of people don't even have a concept that they were, they're anything else. They want to go home, right? They wish they had the courage to do that. They wish they had the heart to do that. They wish they were intelligent enough to do that. And they have no idea that they have all of that and more, um, and so it is, it's like, it's working people backwards, you know, taking them back to the time before they, they forgot who they ever, ever were. And, um, it's, it's, a, it, it, you know, it's, it does seem very dire. 
it does seem very dire. We look at the world and it seems crazy, but I somehow I maintain hope because I know there's a way. I know there's a possibility for people to make these changes. And, you know, like Kathy, you're saying you 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 found it, you know, your your proof. Um, and I myself, I tell people I came out of the military with PTSD symptoms and I've been out 12 years now and I I can't say, quote, healed, but I could say more balanced than I've ever been. It's possible. And that's huge. But it, it requires work, right? I mean, it, it has it to be. Work. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's yeah. were easy, right? Yeah. Like, good yeah. God. Yeah. That's the so tough hard. part. Getting getting through those, those, what we call the dark night of the soul, the, you know, being curled up in a ball. Uh, those nights, right? And yeah. and Kathy, I'm sure you know, with and, and and doing it without substances, even in cases where people are taking psychotropic meds, like it still can't take the edge off of the pain that we have to go through. But yeah. I think once we accept the journey, I guess it's kind of like if, if a, a you know woman knows that she's having a baby, she knows it's gonna hurt, you know. She knows she's got to go through it, but she knows on the other side that there's going to be something good. We kind of have to do that in therapy. Like, it's going to hurt. It's not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Hence comedy and jokes. I'll give you give you some jokes. <laughs> Help you feel better on your, on your way through. But if you can just get through it, it's going to be milk and honey on the other side. I promise. It's going to be worth it. Yep. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So where do people reach out to you, LaTanya? You've got a very compelling show. And do you work with people remotely as a social worker? Absolutely. I have started doing shadow integration coaching, Mm -hmm. shadow integration coaching. It does not require, obviously, because, you know, 
therapy completely separate from coaching therapy is therapist led um, and we're going into your psyche. Whereas coaching, I'm giving you the tools and I'm cheering you on from the sidelines and teaching you how to actually go and introduce yourself to your shadow and begin the process of the shadow work. So I just started doing that. I do zoom sessions um, and people are free to schedule with me. Um, And then I also continue to see psychotherapy clients in Texas and I'm now licensed in Georgia as well. Wonderful. I imagine you're helping a lot of people and these are some new perspectives. I don't think that they've encountered that can really help them clean the slate, if you will, just start all over again. And that's got to be appealing in and of itself. Go back, clear the slate, understand yourself, and then move forward. That's, that's actually, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm pausing Shelly, because I actually, I was watching a YouTube video earlier and that was the statement was cleaning the slate, starting fresh. So we're going to, that's the statement of the day, Mm -hmm. clearing the slate. You can start any moment. You can start fresh any time. You don't have to ask anyone permission. The moment you decide that you are ready to meet your true self, you can. And then if you decide that day, you're not courageous. You don't feel courageous enough to do it. You don't have to do it. You can do it tomorrow, you know? So yeah, let's. I've done that many times in one day, start over. Nope, this isn't working. Let's start over. (laughs) Nope, that didn't work either. Okay, let's try that again. (laughs) And who's there to judge you? You know, who's literally, who's there to tell you? (laughs) And everybody has something to work on. I mean, none of us are perfect. So, but we're hard on ourselves. That's the thing. That voice inside is is more condemning than, you wouldn't talk to somebody like the voice inside talks to ourselves, right? I tell you, mm-hmm. I, I've had I have people that tell me the things that they say to themselves and it's, yeah, we just, we, we don't think about it. We don't, you know, and, and then you say, okay, say that out loud, say that out loud. And if you were a child, but a lot of people, as Kathy mentioned, heard that as children. And mm-hmm. so their inner self-talk is essentially what they heard as kids. And so um, that's another part of shadow work is identifying those voices and getting acquainted with them and telling them, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service here, but no longer, no longer required. That's a wonderful perspective. I love this. Where do people reach out to you, LaTanya? They can, you can email me at LT at mentalspeakradio.com. LT at mentalspeakradio.com. I answer my own emails so they can hit me directly and the link for the zoom coaching sessions are actually can be found on the facebook page at mental speak llc mental speak llc and that is the handle across all platforms wonderful yes and i will also be um i have just got word that i will be on uh, Keenan Thompson, who a lot of people know him from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. he has a comedy showcase. And I actually got invited to be on that showcase this coming Thursday here in Atlanta. That's terrific. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Congratulations. No kidding. Thank you so much. And the and the the winner, the ultimate winner gets to uh, 
do a comedy set at Caroline's in New York. So that is on the line. And that's the famous Caroline's where all of the comedy greats have stood. So oh, that's terrific. fingers crossed. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you are an amazingly talented lady. And you really have some powerful messages for people. And I wanted to thank you for your service in the Navy. And thank you for the service you're providing people today. Uh, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for um, such an empowering platform. And you know, and, you know, allowing me to come and, and share, I, I really believe that, you know, if we take this in our own hands and, you know, just, just have faith in ourselves. Um, I know it looks, looks bleak out there, but we're, we're, we're here to save ourselves. We're here to do the work. And it's just a matter of doing it. And, and people like you are making it possible. This is great. Thank you for being on the show, Latanya. This is I was going to say thank fabulous. you for being you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being you. Absolutely, you. that too. Likewise, I feel I feel privileged to be in your company. It's yeah, it's um, it's 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 humbling. It's humbling work. You know, people. It's easy for us to get on and have the tools, but I feel I I feel like it's yeah, it's a divine mission. Um, I mean, this is what I'm here to do, and but I believe that people themselves are very powerful. They just don't know it yet. And, you know, again, platforms like this, being able to um, put the message out is everything. So thank you. You're very welcome. I agree. And thank you. This has been marvelous. Yeah. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show, or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.